This is Burning Free with JH. I am JH. This is episode three. And today, I just want all the topics I could start as we go through these podcasts. Uh, I thought about talking about just me and my what my thoughts are on running, basically like my form and where I got everything from and going forward. Because I'm, I'm, I do wonder if I'm the only one that does this stuff. So basically, running. You have breathing, you have leg stride, you have tempo of the actual leg kicks as, as you cross one to the next over, you know, foot pl- placement on the feet, report to how long the stride is, the actual revolutions, how fast does one foot go in front of the other? Do you sit up right? Do you sit up, uh, stand up straight? Do you slouch forward, running up a hill? That's the stuff I like to cover on today's podcast. So I'll, I'm gonna start to make it easy. Uh, I'm gonna start from head to toe for my running. So for me, I, I got my running ideas from practice and through conversation with people. But the majority of my stuff I got for running with my form came from a few books. One was Running with the Kenyans. Another was called Born to Run. At the top of my head, I don't know the authors of these books, but I do remember the books. I've read them both twice. One one time through on Born to Run was run was actually done by reading it. And the second time I got it through Audible. It's Running with the Kenyans, I read twice, but I couldn't find an audio version of it because it's a little dry, I will admit. It's a very dry read, but it's got some good information about how running works. And it's part of my philosophies on running has come from that book. Not everything, but it helped steer my thought pr- patterns on this. So let's start with the top and go down. <clears throat> so the first thing I think of is breathing when I go from top to bottom. When you're running, at least me, I don't think most people think about their breathing. People just say, just breathe. Now, over the years, when I was in the military, um, I used to have my, I used to be in charge of uh, the, the fitness platoon. Basically, you had people that were called, called the Fat Kid Program. <laughs> because basically, people that would fail their PT test, you know, in, in the Army, you have a two-mile run. In the Navy, you have a mile-and-a-half run. You know, and plus you have to push up, sit ups and all that stuff, right? And every branch has this. Every law enforcement does. And they they put me in charge of certain things uh, with with the group as a whole. And then I did my team. I was mostly involved with Charlie Company when I was a CD back in the Navy. But when I was able to transfer out to different places, I got people that come with, come with me on my own and on their own during their own time. And I would work with people that direction. And what I would tell them about breathing is when you breathe running, most people don't do it properly. And there's a, there's a, I don't know where this came from. I just noticed that there's something out there where I've read and I've heard people tell me about it. There's something about the motion that when you're running, you should breathe through the nose, out the mouth. And I remember the Karate Kid movie where you would hear that, breathe nose out the mouth. And I think it does work when it comes to meditation or when you're trying to just calm down. You know, that, that actually does work, I think. I think it's very helpful. I've done that when I've gone through rehab. We did some of those exercises. And yes, yes, totally. It actually is a good form, a way of calming the heart rate down. However, this, for me, is not helpful when you're trying to run a fast pace. Now, if you're running a slow pace and you're just kind of jogging out on your own, I think it probably won't hurt. But when you're breathing and you're doing a very fast clip, when I say clip, I mean you're sprinting or you're doing tempo run, or doing 400s, or whatever you're doing out there, and it's faster than normal for you, and you're trying to push a pace, You, the goal of that of the breathing is to get as much oxygen into the lungs as possible. And breathing through your nose is not going to help. 
So what I devised on my side, because no one ever told me about this, but it's kind of what I came up with. And maybe I read it somewhere, or maybe I haven't. But what I've noticed is when you breathe in, don't use your nose and just go in the mouth and out. And that's it. I find you get more oxygen into your lungs faster than you would if you did your nose. And you're not hyperventilating. I've never hyperventilated, but I noticed like, I feel like I'm not breathing as good and I'm not getting, I'm getting, I'm getting weird feelings in my body when I'm trying to run. Um, one thing I've noticed is if you control your breathing, if you're doing a 5K or 10K, right? I tell people just breathe differently. You'll notice a change in your running feeling in the next minute or two if you control your breathing. Now this breathing has to go with your legs. Now what I mean by that is I tell people when you're running fast, Get used to breathing in a rhythm. For some reason, I've read, I've read these doctors out there that your body, when you're running, if you get into a rhythm, like if you go in like, uh, let's say, say you're stepping, right? You're running forward. You have left foot, right? Your left foot hits the ground. Then your right foot hits the ground. Then your left foot hits the ground, right? I tell people, it's a three, one. I do a three, one count, right? Or a race got two count if you want to think. So I do left foot down. As one is count one, right foot down is count two, left foot down is count three. That's three inhale. So you're doing one, two, three, inhale. And on the, on the second time the right foot comes down, you breathe out on one. And you breathe and you repeat the process left, right, left. I make it easier on myself to count one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. I just go left, left, you know, left. And I don't think about the right. Every time, every time my left foot hits twice, I breathe in and I focus on it. And then I breathe out on the next step on the right, and I start it again. Now, I will be honest, I got to the point now where I don't think about it as much anymore, but I do sometimes on my run, focus on, on it. Don't, I don't always focus on it anymore, simply because I've done it so often, and, and I've, over the years I've developed the rhythm that I don't think about it as much. I'm not saying I shouldn't. There's times probably I should actually make sure I am breathing right, but that's something I've gotten to the point where I'm not worried about it as much. And when you're going really, really fast, I find if you control your breathing, it helps focus your mind a little bit off of what's going on, especially if you start getting stitches in your sides and you start getting pain in your legs and you're trying to push that barrier. So that's what I always tell people. So breathe in. in. You want to breathe in in a rhythm. Left, right, left is breathe in, and then right is breathe out. Or you can do the opposite of right, left, right, breathe in, and left coming down the second time will be breathe out. Now, you can also do the same thing. With a slower cadence, if you don't like, if you can do it, is in like left, right, left, right, left, breathe in, and then right, breathe out. Because remember, you want to make sure the oxygen comes into your lungs. So you want the oxygen coming in to take longer than breathing out. Because remember, your oxygen is coming in, and you're breathing, you're breathing out the carbon dioxide. Remember, I think it's carbon dioxide. I remember it right. It's been a while since I think science class, but I remember. So your oxygen, you want the oxygen to get to your lungs. Now. You can also go very fast where you're doing every time your left foot hits the, hits into uh, the ground or right, you breathe in and then, cause now you're sprinting, you're going very fast. You get oxygen, so you're going. <laughs> so now you get to the point where you wanna go left in, right out, left in, right out, or whatever works for you. But the main point of this is to get a rhythm going to calm yourself down and get your stride going and it actually will help you. That's what I've noticed on my side. I don't hope, I'm hoping I'm making it make sense. 
Um, I usually, when I explain this to people, I usually show them and they ask questions, they have questions on it. But the main point is to breathe in more than you exhale. Breathe in, the time it takes to breathe in needs to last longer than your exhale does. And, and you do it, if you do it with your feet, it might be easier than to control and to be aware of it than it would be just to breathe in, breathe out and try to count in your head about that. Plus, there's something about when you're breathing rhythm to your feet, when your feet hits the ground, if it's on the same side or if it's not opposite, something about how it shifts in your, the shifts kind of happening in your, your sides when you go from left to right and you breathe in. I don't really know much about that. I didn't really get into the science about that. But I think there's some valid, valid, validness to that claim that when you breathe in always on your left and you're breathing out always on your right, you're definitely going to be having shifts in your body as you're running. Now, but the main point is breathing in and out as a rhythm where oxygen comes in, takes longer to come in, and you want it out as quick as possible. Now, moving down, let's talk, talk, about, let's talk about where the, um, the body is. I've always learned and I've always believed that your body should be parallel to the deck, which means the floor is the deck and you should be perpendicular, right? Not parallel, sorry, perpendicular. So if I'm standing straight up, I want to look straight ahead at the wall or at the tree or wherever I'm at. I don't want to be leaning forward. There's a common misconception out there that you should be leaning forward when you run. Sprinters do this, yeah, it's a momentum, but they're only lasting so long. But one thing I've noticed people lean forward is they hunch, which when I say they hunch, it means their shoulders are rolled forward, which causes the, the oxygen, excuse me, the lungs to collapse, and you can't get as much of a breath in, which is not a good thing. So I always tell people, lean back. Not lean back where it's crazy lean back where you're going to have balance, but just stand up straight, like a, a, like proper posture, basically. You might have a little lean forward. It's, it's, whatever com- hum- it's whatever's comfortable for you. But you just don't want to lean forward where you're hunched over. And this is especially keen if you're going up a hill. I remember for years in high school, when you're in gym class or whatever, they would say, lean into the hill. You hear everyone say it. But I'm telling you, don't lean into the hill. Now, some of you out there are going to be hearing this saying, that's stupid. Everyone tells me to do this. There's these studies out there. I don't lean into hills. I, when I see a hill, I lean back. I need to stay parallel to the deck, like I was telling you before, parallel to the floor. So I need to lean back. And also, when you lean forward, especially on a hill, not only are you going to be compressing your lungs, now your natural movements of your hips are not going to move as well because now you're, you're, you're crunching forward. So normally when your legs are going out, Say if, say if you're running up straight, right, and your legs are moving and you're running, jogging, whatever it is, you have a natural rhythm, natural movement of your legs moving out and in as it hits the ground and, next, and you move your leg up and hits the ground again and your foot hits the ground again. However, if you're up a hill, now you're, you're, getting, you're, you're pushing up on the ground, which means you're, you're taking less time and less space to move your leg from when you, when you push off the ground to when it hits the ground again at your next stride forward. And if you're leaning forward, it's now that, that, um, that length and that movement is now shortened as you're up a hill. And uh, the more you lean, the more it's shortened out. And also, you're not allowing the mechanics of your body natural movement. You're, you're going against it now because you're, you're leaning forward. It's all crushing it down. Uh, if I was actually able to show you some video, I could actually show you what I'm talking about. But as, so just remember, stay perpendicular to the floor even as you go up a hill. You might have a little lean, obviously, if because whatever works for you. 
everyone's body is different. Everyone doesn't stand up straight. Some people have different spines, whatever it is. But try to stay as upright as possible that's comfortable, but also doesn't hinder your lungs from being crushed and compacted to where your hips and your legs, are, as they're moving, are not be crushed and compacted as well. You want to keep it natural movement. And you're not fighting against your own mechanics. I think of the movie um, Without Limits. When Keith, when Donald Sullivan's character playing Bill Bowerman was talking to Pre about how he talked about the pelvis to be pushed underneath, and it's, it helps the helps the the movement of the legs to come out because you're not fighting your own mechanics. This is a good scene. I think you can find it on YouTube or somewhere and actually see that scene. It's a perfect example of what I'm talking about here. Don't and leaning forward doesn't help you. You want to make sure you want to make sure you lean. You want to make sure you stand up straight as possible, and put and put those and and put the uh, hips down and relax them. Now, I want to talk about the arm movements. So we went from breathing to where the, where the upper body is, right? Oh, another way is before we go over, if, you can, if you're running and you see by cars and stuff, you can check your form as, you're, as you go by cars. Most cars nowadays, you can, you can see the reflection of the paint or a mirror if you go by, if you're at a gym and you're on a treadmill, whatever it is, you can see it. Just check your form. Am I leaning too forward? Am I leaning too far back? Am I straight? Just check it every once in a while if that helps. Or even ask somebody else, somebody else that's looking at you saying, do I look like I'm leaning too far forward? What, what it looks like to me? You can ask. Okay, now we went from breathing to, to where upper body should be. Now let's talk about the arms. The arms, contrary to what most people don't think about, but your arms can, your legs can only move as fast as your arms go. And I, I, I challenge you to try this out. You, you cannot run without arms i mean you can if you have no arms obviously you have to run but it's it almost feels awkward your your arms and legs they move together in unison to help push you forward so that way you're balanced and if you put your left foot forward your left arm is go forward with it it's your right arm you always walk opposite arm to leg so if my left foot goes out my right arm will go out hand forward right and then if my right foot goes out forward and touches the ground my left arm will come out so you want to do that right so basically, on a, on a nice jog, you just want to have your hands at a natural curl. I'm not worried about being straight down to the ground or a natural 90-degree angle like you see some people try to do it. It's natural. Whatever's natural for you. I don't try to make this complicated to people when I, when I teach them stuff like this. I just tell them it's natural. So all you have to do is take your arms, put it to your side, and start jogging naturally. Now, if that means your arms are 90 degrees, then fine. If it's below 90 degrees, uh, you don't want it to be locked, obviously. You want to relax your arms because if you're if you're always cleansing your fists and you're tightening up your your arms, you're taking energy and blood up there instead of being where in the legs where they should be. So have it you want to, you want to naturally have it swinging, right? So that's a, that's a jog. Now remember, and as you go, you want to make sure everything goes. Now as you're doing this practice, you're going to see how your right your right hand goes out forward, your left's going to go with it. Your left arm goes out forward, your right's going to go with it. Now. Now, as you, like I said, this is slow, slow jogs and recovery runs. You're going to have them kind of comfortable and down. You might have them um, maybe at not 90 degrees, but maybe they're at 70, maybe at 60, maybe close to 180. Excuse me, not 60. Uh, close to 180, maybe they're close to 160, but they're not going to be at 90. They're going to be relaxed, maybe a slight curvature in the elbow, whatever is natural to you. And you just kind of move it. There's not going to be big movements. Like your hand's not going to go from where your um, pockets are on your pants all the way up to your face and come down. That is totally unhelpful to anybody. It's not gonna help you with your running. It's not gonna help you do anything. So natural. So what you wanna do is have, when, when your hands are swinging and arms are swinging, 
you want it to come up maybe a foot, maybe a foot after, but it's whatever's natural. You don't want it to come way up where it's by your fit, where it's length, of, where it's at the same. You don't see you have your nose and you put a, you put a ruler out and it hits your thumb. You don't want that. It's, it's, it's your hands coming up way too much. It's natural. I should be able, I should be able to run natural with my head up straight and never see my, my hands. If I start to see my hands and my peripheral vision, then they're going too high. It's naturally down at the bottom. Now, people think when you run faster that you should be taking these big strums, almost like what you see Forrest Gump. I know people think about run, Forrest Run, that your hands should come from your side where your pockets are and come all the way up to your face and back down. It should do this whole, like almost like robot motion, right? You see that in movies a lot. And that's for whatever reason they do that. However, what I've learned is the faster you go, you want to take your hands and bring them up, right? Think of the chicken wing. Like if you're gonna do, you know, you know, you know, clap that chicken dance. You want to bring your hands up, and you want to now instead of using your hands to drive, you want to start using your elbows to drive. You want your hands up. If you ever watch the elite runners, you'll notice how when they're going, they're going faster, faster, 5K, 10K, or even the marathon. When they go in that very fast clip, their hands are not going all over the place. They start getting, they start bringing their hands up, raised to, close to their body. Some people touch the body, some people don't. But their hands are getting closer and closer to their armpits. Maybe not not right into their armpits, but close. Maybe to their pectoral region or where people's um, breasts breasts are. You know, right in that area. And they'll keep it there, and they'll start driving with their elbows. Like I said, your 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 opposite leg and opposite arms will always go forward. So as you drive your right elbow forward your left arm, foot will come out and down so how do you go faster you drive your hands and arms faster well hand and arms are together but you drive them faster so the faster you start moving your your arms the faster your legs will go i don't know if you ever noticed that but when you start if you ever take a practice and go out for a run practice to, to push your legs faster you'll notice that you're you, you have to push your arms faster before your legs will follow it's the weirdest thing when i first figured this out because I, I don't know if I ever read this. I might have read it somewhere. I just don't know where. But when I figured it out, I was like, oh, that's interesting. So your legs will follow what your arms are doing. And if you don't, if, and try, try running without no arms. Put your arms and lock your elbows and hands down at your side. Try running without it. It feels so awkward. And also it feels like you're, you're not getting any balance and everything. But it's, it's the weirdest thing, but it works. So you want to make sure you're keeping everything together with your upper body. I think I covered pretty good for the arms but like i said your left leg goes out your right arm wants to come out if you want to go easy keep your keep it your arms a natural curl the hands don't have to be clutched as the fist it can be natural it can be whatever works for you which is natural we want to make sure that our energy is not going into our arms and hands we make sure energy is going into our legs and that's where so it's natural natural to you of the movement of the arms going forward and when we when we go faster make sure you bring the hands up closer to your pectoral region of your breast area of your of your body not not into your armpits but kind of in the same general area okay now we're gonna move on we just talked about breathing we talked about how, how the upper body should be you know it's supposed to be parallel to the, the floor the deck and about the arm movements and how you can only move as fast your legs only move as fast as your arms. Next thing we should talk about is your stride length, or I should say, as I call the Marvin the Martian technique, where people think for some reason that when you run, you have to 
go longer in your stride length to get faster in your run, which I find doesn't help as much. If you look at some of the elite athletes out there, they actually put six foot people by five foot people and they have the same stride length. It's not about length. It's about turnover. And there are some people out there that would disagree with this. I know. I've seen some people out there. There's a guy that worked with Meb before he ran Boston that he was working on getting his stride length a little longer to cover more ground. And there probably is some there's there probably is some lividity or legitimacy to that. Uh, but I know it works for me. And I say whatever works for you is the best thing to do. So, But for me, I always do the Marvin the Martian technique. So I'm going faster. I'm thinking of a turnover speed. Basically, how, how fast can my left and right foot hit the ground? compared to trying to strengthen it out. Because sometimes what happens is if you go longer stride length, you overpronate. What that means is you can actually injure your your legs by trying to go too long of a stride. And now you get injuries, could be the knees, could be the hips, could be anywhere. Um, there's different ones I've seen over the years from people I've read about, and so it's not good. So I would tell people, if you wanna go faster, not only are you bringing up the arms like chicken wings, you're also gonna be doing the, the actual feet to go faster. And I'd say think Marvin the Martian. So you're gonna be digging, you're gonna be going faster and do a faster, faster turnover rate. It's like a car. A car goes faster than a truck, not because it's bigger, but because the tires are smaller and they can turn over faster. Because that axle is still the same excuse me. The the the, the axle that's that's connected to the tire is still the same distance that it is covering the ground that it is on a truck than a car. Right? All it is the truck has a bigger tire. It's a lot more takes a lot longer for the tire to hit one revolution than it does a car. So that car can get faster speed. It's going faster and goes forward, which kind of sounds weird, but this is kind of my analogy of how I figured it out and how it goes with my brain. So I always say, think Marvin the Martian, that goes with it. So that's how I go with that. So, so we, we, started, we started with the mouth, breathing, and then stride length, and also with the actual up hair, up at the, the, the uh, uh, sorry, I'll start over. We have the mouth, the breathing, very important. We talked about the how your, how your back should be standing up straight, even if you have up hills. Talked about um, moving the legs and how the actual the feet placement of it. Okay, now I want to talk about, because there's not much to think about. Oh, you have, you have proper breathing, right? Start from the head. Then you go down to the upper body. It's more about where your arms are placed, how they're moving, and you have where your how your back is. Too far forward, too far back, right? Now we're in the lower body section. We talked about the stride length and where, where it should be and how long or how short it should be. Um, the last thing we should talk about is Feet placement. There's a big talk in people about should you wear shoes, should you not wear shoes. Um, most people wear shoes, which is fine. I do as well. But the issue we have here is people that wear shoes. I don't know if you can. There's a lot of big books on this about how people are, are hitting the ground with their heel. They're called heel runners. And I've told people more. You check the test out on your own. People who run barefoot, you'll never strike with your heel on the ground. I don't care if you're running on concrete, you're running on the grass. If you're barefoot, you you would naturally go to the ball of your of your foot in the mid section of your foot. You would automatically do that, and that's what you want to do. You want to have you want to have your foot go that way. It took me a while to teach myself this once I learned the technique, but I finally got it down to where, when I'm running, my 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 ball of my feet in the middle of the front part of my foot hits the ground. And my it's it's almost close. If you look at it, if you take a, if you take a video camera of it, it almost looks like I'm about to hit the ground with the heel, but I don't. It comes almost down like it's almost flat. Because I'm in a shoe. If you if you watched it out in the ground and I was actually barefoot, you'd see a lot more difference. And the shoe doesn't look as much different, but I can feel it in my foot as well as I'm hitting in the ground. So that's the big key. The reason being is a lot of injuries happen because our foot becomes relaxed when it's in a shoe. It's being protected. 
And because of that, you have all these different injuries, fasciitis, or I don't want to say all the names. There's a lot of things out there, all the energies when it comes to the hips, the feet, all these different injuries that come there. And there's a lot of science research that's saying it's caused by the shoes. Some people say it's because people are doing crazy workouts, their body's not used to it. All that stuff could be, could be true. But I just know that I started running better when I started actually doing the foot placement in a better place. So foot placement is key, I believe. And if you have different ideas, work whatever works for you, this is what I do. Now, the one thing I find interesting that is not about placement on the body, but how your body is moving forward. Now, if you notice when you're when you're walking forward, running forward, a girl will will walk with one foot in front of the other. I call it the catwalk, right? It's, she's kind of natural with her hips. A guy kind of walks in two lines. Okay. When we're running, you want to streamline yourself. What that means is you want to actually go forward and actually go like, like a string's pulling you. And you want all your energy. If you're running a race, it's fast, either 5K, 10K, or even a marathon, you're going to start need to reserve as much energy as possible, put the energy into the legs and go forward. You're going to waste energy if you're, if you're using it in other ways. And so if you're looking at your feet or even as you're running, you're, you should notice that if you're running in two, if you're on two lines, basically think of two lines going down on the ground. And if you walk at two lines, that's fine. You're just walking, right? But if you're running, you want to, you want to do the catwalk called the catwalk. Or you want one foot in front of the other, like a, like a girl on a catwalk. That way your body is now going in one momentum straight forward. That will help you streamline it forward. Now your body is not going to go side to side. What happens if you're if you're running on two lines, like walking, you're, you'll notice that practice out on your own. You'll notice that your body will start going left and right. Now you're forcing against the left side of your body and the right side of your body to go forward. It's, it's taking energy and it's pushing it away from your body and causing now to waste energy and to slow you down, slow yourself down. It's actually slowing yourself down. You're not put, you're not going forward. You're doing like almost like a zigzag, maybe not a zigzag pattern, but you're going side to side, which doesn't help trying to keep the energy going forward, streamlining. So you want to make sure you have one foot in front of the other as you're running forward. Same thing with your arms. I um, One thing I, I forgot to talk about with the arms is when, when you're doing the chicken wing or if you have your arms forward, you don't want to have them coming to the side. You don't want your right arm to come up and then go to the right as it's coming up. You Same thing with the left arm. You don't want your left arm to come come up, coming from your from your um, where your pocket is on the left side. and comes up and it goes to the left side and you push it forward almost like you're you're, you're, you're trying to give a thumbs up to somebody, and then you then you, then you you tell them to take a left turn. You're showing them where the left turn is. You don't want to do that. What you want to do is you want to have your feet and your and your hands match, which means if I'm, t- if I'm putting one foot in front of the other, I want my hands to go one in front of the other as well. It's not going to go – obviously, your hands are not going to be one in front of the other physically right there. It might be – you might have a space of six inches or depending on how big or small you are in your in your torso area. But you want it to go to where – if it did extend out, that they would crisscross. That way, not only are you streamlining your feet, you're also streamlining your hands. And that way, it keeps you on the momentum of one line going forward, and you're not pushing side to side. Hope that makes sense. Okay, so we talked about the breathing, the, the back placement, where your, where your pelvis should be just a little bit, uh, how the stride length is, feet placement, and how to streamline your body. I think I covered everything on how I actually follow my – my actual um, running form. I'm trying to think real quick if there's anything else I've missed. The biggest, the biggest thing I noticed. Uh, I'll, th- I'll talk about now real quick on what I noticed a lot. Just watching random people out there run. A lot of them are leaning too far forward and they're hunched over. 
happens so many times. That's the biggest thing. I, w- I was out there at races sometimes watching these, these, these races. I'm just watching random people. And the biggest thing I notice is where their heads are. The heads are too far forward. And because their head's going forward, it's like I said earlier, it's, it's taking the lungs and crushing the lungs down. They're leaning far forward, which is causing everything to, to crush down. So they, they don't get as much oxygen. Also, the pelvis now is crushing, which, so that they're not getting the actual, uh, what do you call it? They're not getting the actual, um, I can't think of the word. I was, I was thinking about this. Um, they're leaning forward. That means their lungs are, they're, they're, if, they're, if their head's forward, that means the shoulders are slouching forward, which causes their lungs to collapse a little bit, not getting enough oxygen, which in turn will have the lower part of your torso conform, will, will um, collapse a little bit, which causes you not to get the right mechanics of your hips to come out. So you can, you can actually hit one foot in front of the other. It all goes for all. I, and the only way to change that, or an easy way to change that, is just to lean back, like I said, get straight upright. Now relieve all the problems. And that, that's, that's, this whole thing is how basically I look at my running and my running form. I developed one thing or the other. So this sounds like a lot of information if you've never heard of it before. However, just work at one thing at a time. If it's your breathing, great. If it's going to work on foot stride or foot length, great. It's all that good. The main thing is just to get out there and try one thing. I developed my running form over the years. One thing I noticed was different, I changed it. I remember my foot placement, I was like, well, let's try this one. Okay. Then I thought about stride length and then about Marvin the Martian concept. And then I heard about leaning backwards, about, about the breathing. I, t- I added one thing at a time to the point now where it's all natural to me mostly because I've been doing it for so long. Many, many, many moons have gone by since I first learned some of these stuff. And if I do find something else that's wrong, I will correct it. Which means if I'm looking at it and I notice I'm slouching, or if I, I notice that I'm not streamlining my body, or if my breathing's off, I'll correct it and I'll correct it. Even though I might think I'm natural sometimes at things, I do get probably lazy out there running. I do probably get tired and I'm not doing things right, but I gotta keep making sure my mechanics are proper. But that's my overview of what actual running form for me works and looks like. Maybe you have a different form of it. Maybe you don't. I don't know. But interesting to hear your thoughts on it. Like I said, you can you always see my my, my runs every day on Instagram with running free dot running free with jh. Uh, like I said, you can always email me running free with jh at gmail.com. You can catch me on Tumblr, Facebook, YouTube. We're on, we're on now like Stitcher and all those other podcasts as well. And I'm on all your social medias. Very simple to find me. And can't wait to hear you on the last one. Take care. We'll talk soon. And see you in the next one.